preachers at the church like to say, we ain't gonna take long, but we're going to take our time. We'll talk about all the TV, movies, and music that define our everyday blackness. Welcome to the Black Card Podcast. What's going on, everybody? This your boy Bird. I'm April D. And I'd like to welcome you to another episode of. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Coach K? No, he uh, leaned in because he thought he was talking to me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I tried to hold him. I just wanted to. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, I didn't see. I didn't see. I didn't. Okay, I didn't explain. I'm sorry. Well, okay. All right. Obviously. <laughs> We got a guest here with us today on this 38th episode of The Black Card. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. My bad. My bad. I didn't, I'm sorry. Okay, so I didn't explain to him on the on the come out how we was going to roll into the, the show, and I don't think he listened, so he wasn't prepared either. So No, you didn't tell him, and he leaned in the second, and he was ready. And was you ready. kept talking. I was going to be on point. Like he I was leaned ready. in, he was like, oh. I had all of my head. You're, you're, I'm like, don't fuck up. Don't hey, fuck up. You want to run it back? Hey, we'll do it again. Hey, I, I'm Bird. I'm April D. And I'm Marcus. That's all you had for us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So, yeah. So, yes, we got Marcus with us. Um, Marcus, explain to the people, maybe, I don't say why you're here, but just give them a little background about yourself so you're not just a unknown voice to them. I got you. I got you. Well, like I said, my name is Marcus. I'm from Montgomery, Alabama, and I go to school at Alabama A&M. I'm getting my master's in computer science, and me and one of my brothers was interested in starting a podcast. So I met my fellow man over here, Bird, at a, a lounge, and we talked about everything, and he gave me some insight. So today I'm here to get a good feel of how I want to start mine and anything that I need to do or learn before I launch it out there. All right, cool, cool. So uh, we want to... You know, take him through with us, you know, hold his hand, you know, training wheels. But, uh, no, so, the baby. <laughs> so, look, so we're gonna start with some shout outs. We want to give a shout out to Rihanna for making one Billy come. I know. How dope is that? That's well, dope. You know what? Have we forgotten that she owes us an album? Uh, oh, three now. Bruh, I haven't forgotten because let me tell you, I am a Rihanna fan. Congrats, girl, but where's our music? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's cute and all, but uh, in that billion dollars, did you did you find a studio on the way to making it? <laughs> nah, she been living on vacation. Right, man. Ain't she got another, who's, ain't she got another man? Ain't she with ASAP or something right now? Oh, she is with ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Opposite of track, opposite Damn, of track. Damn, girl, you can do better than that. You can do me. Like, so, uh, but, <laughs> but, um, you know what somebody said about Rihanna or whatever that kind of like changed the way I thought about things. Um, it was it kind of came about like the podcast. Now, you know how some people try to discourage you to do things because, you know, they feel like the market is saturated. Mm-hmm. And it was like Rihanna didn't create lingerie. She just created Fenty. She created her brand. And you don't have to always create something new in order for it to be successful. She has the lingerie brand. She has the makeup brand. She has a skincare brand. And the funny thing was, like, I think I'm invest. Well, wait, that's Fenty. I mean, Savage. Ain't Savage Fenty. Wait, it's both Fenty Savage. Fenty Fenty is specifically like the makeup skincare. But then, like, when you see Fenty Savage, that's the lingerie pajamas and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like, they had a monthly subscription. Like, it was fifty. I was paying fifty dollars a month. 
for savage yes i had to cut it off though because budget but <laughs> like i was just like where am i going well you invested in rihanna's billion i did i did she should give you like a personal thank you sure don't wait on it thank you sure i'll take it but after that you know uh mtv cribs is coming back they're starting that. Do y'all remember like uh, any of your favorite cribs? Any of your favorite MTV cribs moments? Well, all of them was a line. So most of them were line. Like uh, they rented out people's houses and used it. Ain't that some shit? Yeah, I, you know that. I, was I think age. it was like um, don't, uh, don't quote me on that. I think it was like Bow Wow song rented out somebody uh, house and was showing it off and then That's Bow Wow. That's believable. That's so I'm, I'm just saying, but no, he wasn't the only one. I just know him off the top of my head from. Him doing that, and then the person was like, I didn't know you was finna shoot MTV Cribs in my uh, <laughs> plays and all that. And <laughs> it just came out all kind of crazy. Damn, Bow Wow. Bower, Wower, Wow. wow. <laughs> I'll, um, I've actually been to, I've been there, but let me give a full explanation. You remember uh, Cash Money's crib when like they had the uh, big Cash Money sign in the floor and they had like 50 rooms or whatever? I've actually been to that house. How? So what? this was post Katrina, so it's like it was flooded and condemned, whatever. But basically, like we knew somebody that their um, aunt stayed in that gated neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So we was visiting New Orleans, and they took us down there, and they're like, "Hey, they go, you know, Wayne and Baby House, the Cash Money House, or whatever." And it was like, you know, so I told you it was post Katrina, so it was like dough was open and right flood damage, and like literally, shit. like re- right after Katrina. It wasn't like it was, it was some time after you know. The door was just open. I mean, yeah, because it, it was like basically like like I don't want to use the term condemned. It wasn't condemned. They were probably trying to air it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How <laughs> uh, Louisiana listeners ain't gonna like that? One. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Have mercy. Speaking of airing out. Do you think Southside is going to air it out when he finds out about Young Miami and Diddy? Did y'all see those those pictures and videos? A oh, man. So, for y'all that haven't seen it, it was a, just a little snippet on a video of Young Miami sitting in Diddy's lap, and they've been seen around together. And um, so, and if y'all don't know, Southside is the producer who is Young Miami's uh baby daddy. Daddy is, mm. and actually, he was just about to goddamn go in Lil Uzi shit. A couple weeks ago. I was to say, wasn't he like they were arguing and he was going in on JT Man because mm-hmm. of whatever? Yeah. Whole bunch of stuff. So, damn. So, think about it. Just last month, you about to goddamn catch a charge behind your old lady. That's another man left. That's another man left. Crazy how it be. See, girl, she fly with it. Yeah, it's trifling. But she's trying it, to secure the bag. That's what she promote. Does she. Here's my thing, though. This South Side, like, is he committed? Is he fully invested? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Or is, yep. she, or is he one of them people that when he, he said with somebody else, he get jealous? Exactly. But when she's not messing about, he don't care? Exactly. That's a good... You know what? That is a interesting situation that we're talking about. Because there is a level of, like, commitment mm-hmm. because that's her baby daddy. Yeah. Like, he does have to step in even on things outside of, you know, you know baby duties. But then it's like, how far? And yeah. if you do step in like that, it, you kind of feel a little bit like old uh, respect, I guess I'm saying certain rights. Because think about it. Let's say that time with Uzi. Let's say he just like, let's say they did get the bumping. Mm-hmm. 
Like just last month, I'm out here fighting for your for your uh, for your name, and this month, you in another man's lap. But I mean, like one, did she ask for that? And two, like uh, as a black father, oh God. <laughs> I just feel like I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't like. There is a level of respect that I feel like you have to have because I unintentionally whether y'all are together or not y'all kind of family because y'all got the kids together so i see what he's doing he's looking out because like you know Mm -hmm. but at the same time she gotta she gotta go do what she do if if they're not together she's supposed to be miserable to the kids are grown are both her kids by south side no one of the kids because the other daddy died yeah that kid old well older okay because she had because she had that kid before we even knew who city girls was true so some of Miami is uh oh dang I ain't even she had a kid that's shows you how much I pay attention to them. You remember when she Carisha, got two? You remember when Carisha was pregnant while JT was in jail? Nope, I don't pay attention to them at all. Wow, I don't. No shade, no shade. I nah, just it's, don't. It's, it's shady. It's, I, mean. it's, it's, I don't. It's you don't listen to female rap? I do, but I'm just yeah, I do. I can't name nobody right now though, so we ain't gonna put that idea. They name five players. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. So it's so the 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 question came up online about is it a form of pseudo grooming because young Miami is like twenty seven mm-hmm. and Diddy's like I think fifty one or some shit like that. Um, they're like they'll talk about like you can still groom an adult, and the same way you know people talk about how like these like pedophiles in school and stuff be getting mm-hmm. these little girls and grooming them until they're of age or how they were talking about R. Kelly with when he had them girls back in the day mm-hmm. grooming them. So do you feel like Diddy is quote unquote grooming young Miami? I don't know because I've never really thought about it like that. Mm-hmm. And um like that that's quite a few years, twenty six to to fifty one. You said. What would you what would you say? Would you say Jay Z groomed Beyonce? How old is Jay Z? They ten years apart. Ten. I... Well, I, well, I'm saying in the sense of they still they're still in two different gaps. And you saying and when he when did he come about? Beyonce? When she was with Destiny Child. Mm, damn, did it? Yes. When she was close, when she was getting to the point of separating from them, and going mm-hmm. through all that, they've been changing people in the group so many times. Huh. I don't know. Like, I don't. So, first of all, I think I want to better understand, like, when you say grooming or when the internet's talking about that, what, like, what do you mean? So, all right, what's the outcome? What is, what do you what, what is it? So, my, how I understand grooming or how I define grooming myself is. Basically, like being a person of resources and upper age, mm-hmm. almost in a predatory fashion, taking advantage of somebody significantly younger in with the full intentions of basically like sculpting and molding them to the person in which you want them to be. Because it's kind of like me at 33. Even though they're an adult, I can go take somebody 21 or whatever. Expose them to things that people her age can't and basically like put her in situations that she wouldn't be able to herself. So like, let's say put her in an apartment, 
get an apartment, take her places, you know, trips or whatever. So now she's looking up to me and I'm almost like molding and sculpting her into like, and also in other ways, like sexually and things like that, training her up into be the person that I wanted to be. And she doesn't grow independently. And so that's how some people like look at grooming in that state, in that sense. That's how I understand the term. And they say like, you know, and the conversation came up like, can you groom an adult? And I feel like you can. And like, is that going on with Diddy and Carisha? But like, what is he grooming her for? For him? Yeah, you grooming for yourself, for your own selfish desires. She's making her own money. Yeah, but she ain't got Diddy money. She ain't got Diddy money, but at the end of the day, you know, it comes with time. He got that money through time, so you can get your money through time. But as in, I get what you're saying, like, he can expose her to stuff, but... What age do you feel like is a cutoff? I mean, why do people feel like it's a cutoff from when you can talk to someone when you're adult? You know what I'm saying? So if the I'm if cap. I'm 27, if I'm 27, why can't I talk to nobody that's 40? You know what I'm saying? That mean they grooming. That's just probably who I'm attracted to at that time. Hmm. Let's say because I, I I've been there like a little gap. I think my biggest gap has been like 14 years. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Did I feel groomed? Like did I get groomed? Like it's like you saying it's like you saying if you thirty young can talk to a thirty year old if you forty young can talk to a forty year old. You're right. It, I mean, I think with this situation is more so about the. I want to use the term gap in resources. Should I say? Like it's not necessarily the age difference because in which situations we refer to and that we're aware of, they're kind of on relatively the same playing field. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like even with you know what I'm saying adults around us they might an older adult is still like he may have like let's say an older adult is getting a younger girl he just has a better house you know what I'm saying in this situation Diddy is a billionaire mogul you know he has power access you know and money you well, know what I'm saying but and look like other cases she could be playing him she could be doing she could be she could be Grooming him, you feel me? Like <laughs> in a sense of like what's going on now with PJ Tucker and his girl. Like I'm telling Not you, PJ like PJ Washington. PJ Washington. I said Tucker. I'm thinking about damn basketball. <laughs> the other basketball. PJ Washington, though. So you got so you got feeling the people on PJ Washington and that situation. Man, so from what I got from the blogs and everything that's going on is Brittany, his bundle of Brittany, bundle of Brittany. She. Went to one of his games when she was like 26, 27, almost 30. He was 18. So she, she, you know, she saw him. She was like, she basically was saying like, okay, I know he's going to be something. This man was a five-star crew. He was, everybody knew he was going to lead. Mm-hmm. Everyone knew he was going to lead. So it's like times to with the grooming, they said she talked to him for so long. He's 22 now. She's like 30-something. So about four to five years, they had a baby, and she dipped out. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing is, and you gotta point in that point out that he just got drafted. Just got drafted to the Hornets. Yep, he just got drafted to the Hornets. And the crazy thing is, though, this this lady got a whole book about how, like, everyone she's been, how to finesse a man basically, and he didn't yeah. pay attention to the signs. It was it was right there. And then it comes to like, where your homeboys at? Exactly. He probably not listening because I feel like homeboys be like they be like, hey, 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 and if some guys just don't listen. She would never do that to me. <laughs> that's exactly. That's exactly. First of right. all, that's what women say all the time. He would never do it to me. Exactly. But there's a fool born every day. But you know, she had been. You know, she was fucking around with 
Colin Kaepernick for a minute. Colin Kaepernick. Uh, they said Uzi. Yeah. Uh, what's his mm-hmm. name? The one that's on the Nets. I can't think. Harden. They say mess with color. It was somebody else too. Uh, I can't think of the person. I, mean, I know that Colin Kaepernick. Uh, Cap- Damn, it was somebody else. But Harden. anyway, but anyway, so and they, you know, they they said they talk about her. Talk about you know her, you know, grooming. Oh, yeah. it was Trey Songz, Drake, Tiger. Drake was the one. Yeah, yeah. And Chris Brown. Yep. <laughs> she got a Brown. she got a roster. That's right. That was fucking good. <laughs> she, she be she be in them rooms. <laughs> she got a roster. So so yeah so they saying like she couldn't she couldn't land none of them so she like shit let me go ahead get get the rookie class let me get, she gonna do her own draft yeah she secured the bag all right so and everybody looking at him because you know he even looking at like damn was it all real or was it was it fake or whatnot so April do you, are you aware of anybody that would do that any woman that would basically like see a young man with definite potential in the future and uh just pretty much like i said groom him get get beside him like because at this point in time she she was what 26 27 at his you know at, and he's 18 at his basketball games at kentucky yeah they said like what do they have in common right. he's like 27 18 right. i'm sitting here as a 30 something year old and wondering like if i saw a 21 year old like literally <clears throat> oops Literally, sometimes I look at people and, like that are a few years younger than me, and I'm like, "What do we have in common?" Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, she had a goal. Do you think you could find commonality because of the money, or because of the potential of money? Me personally, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, but money does buy happiness. <laughs> money buys a lot of things, but the thing is. <laughs> Like an eighteen year old, like a ten year difference for a woman, I feel like it's a lot different than a ten year difference for a man. Why do you say that? Just y'all. How are we? Y'all. Oof. Tell, tell me about us. And the funny thing is, I say this, and like even going older, it, it really ain't too much of a difference. They just <laughs> established in in childish. <laughs> but like when you childish and childish, like, like I just. Mm-mm. Adult childish money, <laughs> like you an adult versus you a child. Like eighteen, like right now, I don't see myself talking to an eighteen year old. I don't care if he's fine. Like I'm gonna be looking like we talking about money. We ain't even talking about oh, like if like, he are had... you gonna do it for the money. This man, the first round draft pick. What you gonna do? He gonna, he gonna get him he, a meal he, off rip. Oh, not even just a meal, like a couple, couple of meals. First round is get major money. And you know this. You know they're gonna get it. Give it to him. Are you willing to go through that? What's uh old buddy that's about to go? Mikey Williams. Mikey Williams. He a young cat. He about to go into. He's heading into college next year, and he's like the number one recruit, major hype, young boy. He's going into college. Let's say he 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 was talking about he gonna go. To, he gonna sign to HBCU. Let's say he go to A and M. He at A and M. See you come in. He like a a a a. I'm Mikey. What's your name? Mm-hmm. And they be like, they own you now. They think like, girl, that's Mikey Williams. And they telling you like, hey, that's the like he the one. Does that change like your perception or your thoughts on being with the younger man? Does he look better to you now? No, like I just y'all, and I know this sounds crazy. I've just never been in the situation. So may I'm gonna say I've never been in the situation. And from my standpoint now, I 
don't care that you I mean like I get it cause like I have um I I met this guy who actually is now like I think now is in the NFL and I was kind of like hanging with him for a little bit I knew that he was supposed to be good I did not I mean like he was lame so I probably somewhere somewhere somebody's probably like you stupid girl like yeah. Look at you. You and your boys got you out here working every day. I know. <laughs> now look, I know. Look at you. When you get up at four o'clock, go clock <laughs> in. You remember that exactly. Like, could you? Could you talk to somebody for the money? Me? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 Listen, I, me? <laughs> do I look like a man that wants to work? I do it because I have to. All right. <laughs> now let let Oprah Winfrey come around this way. Her old ass. What about Wendy Williams? Oh shit! <laughs> Wendy. Oh, God damn, that's a that's a tough one, boy. Got <laughs> like this big with me. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy Williams a tough one, man. That's that's that's, a, that's a she got money though. That's a rough way to go sleep at night. She she be talking crazy, so I know she gonna want like have sex and shit. Just <laughs> Oprah, just she older. She gonna go to sleep, man. But God damn, that was <laughs> <laughs> he gonna go to sleep? <laughs> Yeah, go goddamn eight o'clock. Open clock, open clock it out, boy. He gonna stay from the house until eight o'clock. I know she's sleep nine going there. Yeah, yeah. So what about you? You you doing the big age gap? Are you not? You doing the money? Yeah, I I definitely can do the money. You can do Wendy Williams. I definitely can take that sacrifice for the money. Shit, boy. I can take that sacrifice for the money. Well, you're poor. <laughs> if I gotta work, if I gotta work, I'm broke. <laughs> well, you ain't got no roof over your head, boy. You fucking to survive. Hey, look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. She got more money than me. No, that's all it takes, boy. You gonna have a long dog. You might as well be a gigolo. Man. Look, let me tell you something. I'm telling you that first that first year or two, I'm putting money to the side every time. Separate account. Man, I'm making my way out some way. But. Talking about money. He just brought up money. Mm-hmm. The internet is having this interesting debate. So, Dr. Dre's daughter has come out to the blogs or whatever. And his estranged daughter, let me specify that. His estranged daughter has come out to the blog saying that she's lost a job and she's living in a car. whoop de whoop She's 38 years old and she has four kids. Right? So, let me we'll take this piece by piece you know of course people are saying are saying that dr dre should step in mm-hmm. and you know he should you know facilitate things with do do you think or do you have a problem with parents taking care of i'm using the term taking care of or how do you view parental support, assistance yeah. support to adult kids adult children not kids let me use Adult children, they're adult children. I feel like it's like, like if you stand in your parents' house, like you gotta abide by their rules. You gotta listen to what they're saying and do mm-hmm. what they gotta say. Some people want to just live their life and do how they do, and still make their parents give them like they feel like their parents still owe them something. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, respect given is respect earned type mm-hmm. stuff. And so if you go on by the situation, like like we don't know the all, the whole detail, the whole details about the whole situation. But I know one part of it said that he stopped giving her money recently because she was start talking to the press about him, mm-hmm. which I'm sure he made that known to you. Don't don't talk to the press. 
I would think that there's common sense. You get what I'm like, saying? Like, yeah. you're biting the hand that feeds you because right. at the end of the day, you talking to the press, giving, making more bad blood for him, mm-hmm. and now he got to pay money to do recovery. Right. So, and I then, feel like you got to pick your battle. And then, you know, he, he also just went through a crazy divorce where mm-hmm. he's paying uh, his ex-wife $300,000 a month. I forgot about that. It just happened. I forgot about that. Yes, mm-hmm. people are upset about that. Um... I'm trying to think. So, what was the question again? How? What's your stance on parental support to adult to their adult children? I think that they are. I'm not opposed to it, but there are limits to it, like that you can do. Like, like you said, if she's disrespecting like him as a person and going out and doing stuff against him, and then still expecting him to support her, sis, come on. But then also, like, you have four kids, so, like, you're not, I don't feel like you're making smart money moves. Mm-hmm. You don't care As that much. 38-year-old, like, at, like, I don't, everybody comes on hard time, so I'm not saying that, like, you know, at a certain age, it's wrong to, like, you know, have a, a fall financially, but you got four kids. What what happened? Like, I want to know, how did she get here? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, there's so much I really want to know about the story. Before I say, like, he should be supporting her versus, like, no. Because sometimes, like, I sit here and think about it. Like, I know when I have kids, I want to set them up financially in a good way. But also, they need to understand, like, I don't want it to be, like, a handout where they, like, blow it and they don't understand what it is. Like, Mm -hmm. have the money. I don't want you to know. I don't want you to even know you have money. Mm -hmm. So, when you get to be grown, like, hey, here's this. But I have to make sure that I'm teaching you how to deal with this money and what to, what you need to do. So my question is like, did he like, yeah, he might be rich. He got money, but like, did he ever instill those types of ideas or how to deal with money? And it sounds like since she's an estranged daughter, he, she might not have grown up with him. Yeah. I don't know the details of yeah. like their upbringing, but that's when, when they use the term estranged, that's how I, yeah, so it to be. Like, so she came up on some money and didn't understand, and that's one problem that a lot of people have is when they come up on money that they ain't never seen before. If somebody's helping you, you don't know how to appreciate it, and you don't know what to do with it. Like I would hope that, like if I have kids or when I have kids, um, if I'm setting them up to have money, I need to also set them up to show them how, what to do with it. How to manage it? Yeah, because I mean, like you give a kid a million dollars at. 20 18 20 <laughs> they gonna blow it if they don't understand the concept of like okay this is what i have and understand the future because at 18 20 you know you do stuff that you know you, you don't think you can die at 18 20 you do right. whatever oh, yeah. like you're invincible exactly what about you so i look at i look at it like this i feel like you should look at your parents and your parents should make themselves available as a resource or a tool and not as a crutch i feel like your almost responsibility as a child is to be as autonomous and as independent as you can be and only look at your parents as a if this plan of mine happens to go just complete catastrophe Mm -hmm. everything goes wrong and the world blows up worst case scenario i can always come back home and rebuild so how many times how many times are you gonna allow that to happen though so that's the thing you, you you hope to never allow that to happen. And see, and I also look so like I'm gonna even tell y'all put y'all in on my business. So as 
to okay like the housing market right now everybody know you sell you can sell high mm-hmm. i'm actually selling my home as we speak I have no pressure to get another home because I can go stay with my folks until the market drops or until material costs drops. And now I'm not under duress to get another place to live. Yes. You know, so that's using your parents as a, you know, and that's part of it is kind of like, like their, you know, um, response. I told them I wanted to sell my house because the market was so good. They was like, Hey, yeah, you can do that. You know, we can uh you can stay here whenever you need to whatever whoop de whoop and then when you're ready you know you can jump back out there and you already have money in hand that's like that's like going so that's basically like going to college and then when you graduate you go home for a minute so you find a job get exactly. you somewhere to stay you know get your feet wet and stuff like that you jump out exactly. and you know you got that home you got that safety net to go back to exactly now see the difference is it ain't no hey i just living at home and i'm just here mm-hmm. like with no plan no nothing whatever this is a like you know temporary yeah exactly so that i feel like is the difference i feel like that is how you is difference between you know accepting help or assistance from your parents to like taking advantage you're actually taking advantage in my opinion Mm -hmm. so now this situation a little nuanced because somebody brought this up and i didn't think about it dr dre I'm I'm okay with him like, man, fuck her. You know what I'm saying? Like she she on that bullshit, she talking bad about me, whoop de whoop. But these four kids are his grandkids. Yeah. Yeah, that's the part that kinda gets me too. But they didn't say they didn't say she, the kids was living with her. In the in the van and stuff like that. I feel like that would have shifted the story a, a little bit more into her favor. I just think they said she is. Hey. Yeah, she's yeah. living. So and I don't even know how the kids how old the kids are. And where are the kids? So like, where yeah, we know where the kids. No, where are these baby daddies or baby daddies? So the kids probably be with the dads. You know what I'm saying? You never know. They just probably, you know, how the media just like yeah. spin stuff into the favor. Oh yeah, she got four kids and she live in the van and stuff like that. Not saying that okay, the kids live with their fathers and she just don't. Because I would hope. I mean, maybe the fathers are making sure the kids are straight and they're just like, hey, you got to figure it out though. And yeah, she but probably then, she could have been a toxic person. You never know, or yeah. she could be a great person. You never know. You really don't know, right? Because you, like you said, you got people that'll take their kids from their. You got people that take their kids from their dad just because they mad at them, yeah, for no reason. I mean, child support off four kids, you can't find her. They taking care of, so she probably can't get child support. Mm. I don't know if it works like that. Unless they got full custody or if something. If they got custody, they like, probably, what yeah. you gonna support you for what? There ain't yeah. no alimony. Yeah. That's spousal support. Hmm. Mm, I don't know. But cause, so, do you think Dre should step in? Or, or Dre, do you think Dre should do more? Well, no, 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 no. no. So, let's, let's back up a little bit. Because we talk about, I feel like we're talking about Dre too much. Do you feel like she... It, do you feel like it's okay for her to ask, request, or demand assistance from Dre? Well, at the, at the end of it, it's like, what did you do to mess it up? Because he cut her off in 2020, January of 2020. He was taking care of her, giving her monthly allowances, all of that. Mm-hmm. So what did you do to mess all of that up? Mm-hmm. Ain't like he just woke up one morning like, yeah, I'm going to cut you off. Because mm-hmm. you getting support like that over the age of 30 you get what i'm saying like this like, ain't <laughs> there's something that we don't know it's something and the fact that she's out here in these blogs you know 
I, I just something something just mm. not add up. Some and it's one thing that people always say that I agree with is the fact that just because you're a billionaire doesn't mean it's your job to feed the world. Mm-hmm. Because you you work for what you do, you feel me? It's a nice thing to do. It's a nice gesture to do. You feel me? Like a lot of these billionaires can feed a whole country, right? You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, why is that your job to do it when you work so hard to get where you at? I know you would never spend all that money and stuff like you would never be able to spend all that money, no matter what you do. You can blow it, you know. But as in to enjoy it, like spend all the money. Why is it your job to you know end world hunger and stuff like that when you probably ain't have stuff handed to you or opportunities given to you you can create opportunities for people mm-hmm. but as in like me wake up one morning and say yeah i'm just gonna get this random straight as 100k or i'm just gonna give all these people like it's not my job that's so annoying to me because honestly like okay if it is my want and desire to help people when i get money then i'm gonna do that yes. but if i have a billion dollars and that's not my desire to help people Y'all ain't finna tell me what to do with my billion dollars. Yeah. You Excuse get your me? billion dollars and you go help them. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. What? Oh, Lord. You feel like they should... People I'm a little anti-billionaire, man. I ain't even gonna flex with you. What you mean anti-billionaire or anti-like help not people? Wealth. Like, it's not about wealth and money. What's it about? Because, okay, there is this idea, concept, or whatever of being against billionaires and mm. the reason being is because we say the words million and billionaire they're similar but they are vastly far apart mm-hmm. like astronomically almost far apart so i mean just to give you an okay just to put in like just related to something else let's say a million dollars is an inch a mm-hmm. billion dollars is a mile like that's how far apart a million and a billion are mm-hmm. And there are some schools of thought that feels as though in order to have and obtain and control a billion dollars, you're actually hoarding wealth. Mm-hmm. So think of it as in this. Think about it as actual cash. That means and you have it in your house. They're saying that this actually cash in the back far part of your house that you can't even reach in your lifetime, your kid's lifetime, your kid's kid's lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that wealth could be doing good. Yeah. So in the idea of saying, of others saying that you should do something with your money or help with your money, I almost am on board. Okay. So, so put it like this. If tonight you go to sleep and you wake up, you're a millionaire. Okay. You're a millionaire. And then the first thing they say is you should give that money to charity. Like they say, get you a house, you know, get you somewhere to live and stuff like that. But they say you should give that money to charity and we're hunger. Do you feel like you're. Well, all... You used to use the term million and not billion. Oh, oh, big. There, there are. there are. Yeah, you said they're bad support. Okay. There are plenty of millionaires. You're, you're a billionaire. There are literally, think, like, think about it in music industry right now. If we ask about billionaires, yeah. we already we can only name like five. Because we still get excited when someone becomes a billionaire. Become, Rihanna just became a billionaire. Like, literally this week became a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So we talking about Diddy, 50, uh, Dre, mm-hmm. Rihanna. That's it. I Between Jay Z and Beyonce being married, I don't even know if you can even call Beyonce a billionaire. I don't even know if she. Cause they, I don't think she has the business couple. ventures. I don't think she has business ventures to get this. So think about that. Beyonce doesn't even have enough money to qualify to be a billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So 
But there's some school of thought or some people believe that there should be like almost a cap on wealth. Basically saying like, hey, when you get this far, boom, this is what you got. Every, this is the, you you, you beat money. You, but you can't, you can't help what you make. You're the top money. No, you continue to make money, but it doesn't come over to your personal revenue. Like, hey, good job. You had a good year. Like, couple like this, like Amazon is autonomous. Jeff Bezos is going to make money. I don't think he just sold Amazon or left Amazon or stepped down one of them and he got yeah. money. But that's, well, so let's yeah. look at it at, at its height. Amazon is going to continue making money, mm-hmm. continue taking over, whoop de whoop. So he doesn't have to do anything in order to continue to make money. So it's not like he's out here in the slum drudging it out anymore. No, he just wake up every day and have more money and more money and money, more money. Bill Gates does the same thing. Warren Buffett does the same thing. Like they just they're they're set on autopilot right now. Yeah. But that's the thing. It truly depends on like what your goals are for your money. Like I know that like I want to make money so that I can help people because that's who I am, right? Mm-hmm. But I can't say I can't look at somebody else who makes money and be like, oh, because you made money, like. I have to put my like what I would do with my money on you. Like if I had a billion dollars, I would build housing for homeless people and da 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 da. Okay, that might be what I'm gonna do, but that don't mean that I have to put that on you. And some of this stuff don't even be genuine. Like I, you would want it to be genuine, but some of people just do it because it helps them out long and to get more money because they get a tax write off. Yellow. Like sometimes it's just the means to an end. I don't give give a shit. Like so, let's say um, let's say Jeff Bezos like a. Hey, I'm gonna give all HBCUs a million dollars. I don't give a shit why. He could have had sex with a black woman and said this was cool. We need some more blacks in the world. <laughs> I don't give a shit why. But now that I know that A and M got a million dollars. I'm for it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, but I'm for it if that's what he wants to do. But mm-hmm. I can't look at Jeff Bezos and say, "You have a billion dollars. You need to be giving me money because I got student loans." Yeah, but like, I can't be like, "I don't like you because you got money and you don't want to give it to us." Like it's up think, to you. I don't think it's a necessary like a don't like because okay, you put it like this: government has taxes. They tax it like we talk about taxes every single um, election cycle. Mm-hmm. So it's not you're not it's not the idea of an outside entity taking money is not foreign to anybody. It's just it would just be changed. It would just be like yeah, man, you ain't giving enough away. We're going to take some because you obviously you don't know how to be how to be thankful for what you got. Mm. You don't have the you don't have the moral compass or whatever. But I feel like we all we really won't understand unless you're in that situation like how like how rich people get mad when they say they need to pay more on taxes and we feel like oh they should have to pay more on taxes. But then if we rich we like dang why I gotta pay more on taxes? I mean it's a it's a function of greed and capitalism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I it's. It, um, I heard this interesting topic that was talking about like Americans are just obsessed with stuff. It's literally like we just sold stuff, 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 stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you get one car, you want two. You get a house, you want a mansion. You get a pool, you want a, you know, you want a boat. Like it's just. I just think you, we like to enjoy life. Are you enjoying <laughs> it? I mean, I mean, the idea, the actual, the idea of it was based like you're not enjoying life because you're not enjoying the fruits of your labor because you're looking at your next stuff. Mm. You're not. Let's say, let's say you work so hard for a car, you get your car. Let's say you get your Honda Civic. No offense to the Honda Civic drivers out there. <laughs> now you got your Honda Civic. You didn't pray and you didn't work hard for 
two years later, you're looking at that Benz. You ain't even appreciating the Civic that you prayed for yeah. because it's not a Benz. Then you get that Benz, you're like, damn, man, I mean, I'm still in this apartment. I need to give me a house. You know, worked all this time. So you're constantly think, like just moving the goalposts further and further. And basically that is the almost the American way. I think for me personally, it's like it's not like I would not appreciate the stuff that I have. Like if I work so hard to get something, it's just the fact that I like challenges and I like having goals. So at the end of the day, like I got my Honda Civic. Yes, I love my Honda Civic. You feel what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I am thinking about my next one because that's another goal I want to achieve. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not saying I'm not grateful for it, but some stuff, some people need a drive mm-hmm. to keep going. Like you need something to keep you pushing forward or working hard. You be like, okay, I put in, I put in this work. I be the CEO or stuff like that. You get the CEO, you be like, I push some more. I really ain't got to come to work no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You live on vacation. I often wonder though, and I, I I find myself asking myself this when I get ready to make like bigger purchases. Like, am I making this purchase because I truly want this? Or has somebody, like, did I look at somebody else? And they influence you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, like, that really has helped me save a lot of money. Like, why? Why am I buying this? Is it for me or is it for them? Because social media kind of messes with people. And you see, like, what other people have. Like, okay, now I've hit 30. And all these people, like, are like, okay, I'm going to get a house by 30. And, like, you know, I, I did this by 25. And I did this by 30. And so it's like, are we, is our generation more influenced by, what's going on on social media and we're spending more money because of that you know our, so, our generation doesn't doesn't think about the fact that social media doesn't show the bad it show the good you're mm. never gonna you never <laughs> you're never gonna see the bad you know what i'm saying somebody can be like yeah i'm 26 year old i just got my master's or i'm 26 year old and i just got me a rolls royce you, you ain't telling about how you skipped all them meals mm. you you your power was off because you want to save the money and get this and you just want to show it off and you're going to show it off that one time and then everybody like, okay. It's just like me. I'm not a person that care about buying, like, like I'll wear them. Don't get me wrong, but they wouldn't be my mission to go buy, like, Gucci shoes and stuff like that. Because at the end of <laughs> the day, because <laughs> at, at the end of the day, like, nine times ten, the way it's looked at in society is like, bro, you can only wear them one time. And then they're going to be like, bro, them the only shoes you got. You know, the, the good thing about being before social media is like it's a piggyback on what you said april is the level of exposure because do you remember that there was a time in which you didn't you were totally unaware of something until you actually saw it you physically mm-hmm. saw it like put like this being down here being in the south you remember it was panama miami atlanta you know that shit maybe if maybe vegas was like if you did those trips you straight People nowadays talking about Tulum and shit. They Abu Dhabi and shit. <laughs> Motherfuckers ain't, I know for a fact, can't point that shit out on the map to save their <laughs> life. But it but like you said, it becomes a goal of theirs. Like yeah. I need to go to to wherever, to uh uh what's the what's the one? Um uh uh Quartana Rule or whatever. Mm, whatever. In, yeah, in, in Mexico. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like these might be cool spots and stuff or whatever. But it's like before social media, you would have never known about it. And that's so true. And so, like, I feel like a lot of times when it comes to, like, money and stuff like that and, like, just things we want, we look at social media so much. And like I said, before I make a purchase, before I do something, I'm like, is this for you, April? Like, do you really want this or is this for other people? When I'm in my closet, like, when I'm on my little app shopping for clothes, 
is this for you or is this for other people? Because a lot of times I have saved a lot of money because I'd be like, I don't really want this. Like I always make my jokes about the Gucci belt and like, <laughs> I could I go get a Gucci belt? Yeah. Will I might have one one day? I don't know if that sounded right. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, do I really want one? Or do I want one? Because everybody else right. has one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, that's the, that's the questions that I have to ask myself because social media will have you broke, single, um, a whole lot of things. Like just listening to what's going on and the influence that social media has on us. Honestly, I have been trying to do more um, just like reading and stuff and staying off of social media lately, mm-hmm. which is why I'm so clueless as to what go- goes on right now. Reading put me but- to sleep. Really? My God. <laughs> I, am so, I, am so, I am so anti-reading. I, well, I get the first two pages. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Listen. I picked this up. Hey, look, two pages in, I'm like, I got shit to do, man. I can't be here looking at this goddamn book. I See, like, for me, do. I will literally put my phone on Do Not Disturb, put my phone, my timer on 30 minutes, and I'll just read for 30 minutes. Nah, look, Hell nah. let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I got a book on my phone, and once my iPhone tell me you reached your reading goal of three minutes today, oh, close. All right, cool. What we finna read? <laughs> and I probably, I probably read the title, the first page. I'm impressed by the three minutes. Like, God damn, nigga, you got three minutes? You three no. minutes? Like, right now, my goal, like, I usually do 30 minutes. I have two books I'm reading. So, 30 minutes in each book. How the fuck do you read three, two books at one time? You said I'm two or three? Two. So, uh-huh. I'm reading two books, and then I'm trying to be back on my Bible stuff because y'all said y'all liked, uh, what Big are we talking Yeah. So, like, but this month I've been doing Proverbs because that's, like, my reset book. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally, that's an hour and a half of my day. So, people be like, well, you know. You watch the TV like, child, that's my TV time. But I enjoy I mean, reading up, and but I like. But, and, and that's salute the thing. to you. That's for me. You but putting I'm, on for us. That, that's for me. And that's what I like to do. I have a goal of reading two books this month, so I'm going to do it. But at the same time, you know, I look at social media and I found myself like looking at stuff. And I know I spend more money when I'm looking at the people and what they got. Like simple, simple. During the. I don't want to say back when we had the pandemic because it's still going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the peak of it. Yes. I used to be on Amazon all the time. Like Amazon hauls on YouTube, my thing. Because I would just buy up everything they had. Like, wow, I never knew I needed a lap desk for my food. Wow. <laughs> like, I didn't buy it. But, like, I'm just saying, hey, like. Bullshit. Hey, if it's under $15, it's bought. Like, <laughs> but, like, I'm just like, wow, I never knew that. Like, I never knew I needed a phone stand like that. I need to get that. Like. I never knew knew I needed a couch stand to hold my phone. You just sit back. Hey, like, well, you talk about who has a phone stand. That shit is worth it. It is. <laughs> I have so much sanitizer underneath my sink. I have all these random things in my house, and like they're all necessary. But at the mm. same time, it's like social media is just such an influence. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of have to like pull back and ask myself, Do I really want this, April? Do you want this, or do you want this because you saw somebody else has it? And sometimes, some, sometimes you do like stuff that other people like though, and you probably just feel like you only want it because you saw, it, but you actually genuinely like it. So, that's like, say, and, and that's the thing: if I genuinely want something, then I'll get it. But if it's right. just like a like I want this because you have it, okay. Like, let me tell you, my car paid off. Do I want another car? Yes. Do I want to pay for another car? Let me get a taxi. No. 
Like, <laughs> oh, I look at other people's cars. <laughs> tell you, she be got there sleeping. Man, listen, go down 565, just sleep. Hey, Tess, let me know when I will get there. Right? <laughs> listen, she just took her shoes off. Of the be in the backseat. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's funny. If I see somebody curled up in the backseat of a test, bro, they be doing that though. Like I saw one video on social media where the person was sitting in the passenger seat, like knocked out, and they looking like, "Well, ain't nobody in the driver's seat." Hey, I'm gonna tell you right now, ain't no way in fuck. I'm just trusting a car. I saw no. a robot. Mm-mm. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust when I go to the ATM and ask you for money. I'm counting my money when it comes out. Oh no! You know what you're supposed to do? What? When they give you, when your money comes out, count your money in front of the camera. Because if there is any issue with the money that came out, that is the only way that you'll be able to dispute what happened. This I'm going to be in a car like. No, I do. No, when I say I do that shit every time. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a camera right there. So like you say you get 100 and let's say you count the 20s and you only got 80. You'd be like. They're just like people that go take their money and put in an ATM, well, deposit and don't count it. And they tell you, oh, this is how much it was. And. You would never know because you ain't counting. Yeah, never know. I count everything when it right. comes to money, baby. Count mm. it up. But to get back to, to like what you're saying about like social media and stuff, like I or about spending money. I like the idea of like having a quote unquote thing, mm-hmm. like and just finding comfort in your thing. So for me, you know, people know me like I'm I'm not a big like clothes person. Like that's not dress person, whatever. But I will fucking buy some shoes in a fucking heartbeat. And I'm talking about week after week after week. And that's just my thing. I am a clothes person. See, look, cause, cause, look, I don't, and I don't wear them. I just got, just got shoes. Just got them. Like them. I want to have them. And nah, I, I bought some shoes. I'm going to wear them. <laughs> Let me tell you, I was size 14. My shoes are not cheap. You think yeah. I'm going to sit down? Your shoes are that? always there. <laughs> yeah. like, no, they ain't. They only have one pair. And they be gone when I get there if I ain't got the plug. Oh shit! Well, yeah, they probably do only get one fourteen coming to the city. You got that right? They got fourteen. What the fuck? Your ass ain't supposed to be sitting here with us. Your ass supposed to be out there with goddamn bundle of Britney. <laughs> but look, y'all, man. Hey, look, we are gonna take our first break. Uh, sit tight. We'll be back shortly. Okay, so we were just talking about how I don't have. The black card in my bio. Trifling. Bird, Bird tried to call me out. It was in there and I took it out. And so I'm on the fence. We didn't even break up. We just going through a rough fetch. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's not that I don't love the pod. It's not that I don't love what we do. I just sometimes have to sit back and think about sometimes how you accidentally put, like, end up in situations or places where you have a brand per se. Mm-hmm. So, um, I do this thing called officially adulting, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not really, I don't know exactly. I don't know what I want to exactly call it. It's interesting because some people will message me and they'll be like, oh yeah, like I love your brand because it's like promotes consistency and it promotes this and that. And I'm like, hmm, didn't even think about it that way. Like I really just be posting. But, um, my impact statement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also like just different things and like where I want to be um, in the future, where like my goals, I sometimes wonder like, if the thoughts and perspectives of everyone on this podcast align with where I'm trying to go. And so, so it's you're your own person. I am my own person. So, oh, so you're going there without me? That what it is? No, I'm not saying I'm going anywhere without you, but there's if certain- I get a million dollars, I'm going without you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I no, you got that money started acting funny. That's me. 
Right. Well, go ahead. So anyway, well, I hope I don't make it rich. I'm just saying. Okay, but anyway, like there's certain things that I just like. I don't. I don't know. Like I'm on this fence where I'm like, okay. Um, like who who is April D? Like, what is my brand per se? Because even if you want to pretend like, you know, being on social media, just on social media, like people be watching this stuff. If your page open, blah, blah, you never know who coming. And I just, I just be on this fence of like, what's, where's the line? You know what I'm saying? I I can, I can understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Don't agree with everything you're saying, but I can understand. Mm-hmm. But the only reason I say that is because I'm one of the people I feel like confidence is, confidence is key. Mm-hmm. So if I want you in my business or something attracted me to you, I don't want to bring you in and change you. I want what I like, you know what I saw. So like, say if I someone approached you and you had a black card and all that stuff in your um, bio and you was just who you are, and then you change all that stuff, I, my first thing is like, she's gonna change to fit the narrative that I want. Which I want you to be a person that's you know self driven. You know, don't break under pressure and stuff like that because like it's like someone getting a job and they're like a woman getting a job they say you got to look a certain way so like some people don't like you to wear your natural hair they say you need to look put together and then you probably don't like that mm-hmm. so then you hire someone but you start pushing that on them even though you didn't like it you know what i'm saying when do you when do you bring the change when does the change start are you just gonna keep creating you know keep it going because at, at one point, at some point, somebody going to have to bring change if there needs to be change. Yeah. And, and the thing is, so it's interesting you bring that up. Because there is like, I feel like there's like levels. Like I'm like an ogre or mm. onion. What is it? Onion. Onions Did have. Did you just say an uh, ogre? Yeah, because you know from Shrek, he said ogres have layers, but it's Oh, okay. Onion. Yeah, okay. okay. Never seen Shrek. But I, so you what? said you never seen. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who the f- why do I keep doing this? Anybody <laughs> never seen nothing black. You ain't never seen nothing Disney. Like, wow. what the fuck? I've never met anybody that's never seen Shrek. Hey, that's uh, new. That's the, new. To the partners, to, to the listeners, my apologies. Like, obviously, I don't do a good job. Dating. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really try hard to find people who are unique, who are intelligent, who are articulate. But then I get Marcus. So I just, <laughs> I just can't believe you've never seen Shrek. That just threw because me. when you said the, like when you said the ogre and the onion thing, I like okay, the Shrek reference. I get it now. Like, but mm, he doesn't. Is. Shrek is old as you. What the fuck? Are we... Like, mm. I haven't seen everything. Is out. Wow. No, we, we actually see everything. We just actually see Shrek. Like it's just. Like I've never, I mean, like I don't know how I saw Shrek, but I just like I've never imagined somebody never seen. But Shrek. then you got people that never seen Star Wars. I never seen Star Wars. I've seen it. Sucks, but I've seen it. Yeah, I never seen it. So it's like I don't know. You know how some people don't say I never uh, read a Harry Potter book. I've read any book. I used to read Harry Potter books, but I'll also be, like. But we're black though. We're not. Yeah. Even, I, I'm sorry that we said this black things that. You don't want to associate yourself with April. No, I'm uh, not saying that y'all say stuff that I don't associate. There are certain you like your ghetto cousins there, that come around yes. and be like, "There, like I know I do have my personality on here that is more soft." Like it's funny I hung with somebody that um, listens to the podcast and we hung out and we've like talked before, but I don't think we had hung out one on one. And I think I might have said like some curse words or whatever. And I'm not really like I'm not really big just cussing like all over the internet. Like just just not me. I just don't like that's just my thing. So, she was like, I didn't even know you cussed. I was like. So you don't so, know me at all. <laughs> so are you one of the people that judge them by who they hang out with? That what? Or are you one of the people that judge people by who they hang out with? Judge people by who they hang out with. Oh. Um, it gets you by association. Birds nah, of a feather. 
flock together. I don't really think that, like, to be quite honest. That's actually a tricky one. Yeah, that to be quite honest, I'm trying to, like, figure out how I want to look at that. Because I don't really feel like I look at people and be like, oh, you hang out with so-and-so. I think that, I honestly think that it's kind of, like, interesting to see people who can, like, be in different rooms. Yeah. Like, you but can be. The only reason I say that because you said the fact that you don't want no one to, like, someone to hear the podcast and they think I go along with what someone else said. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's basically saying they think you're the same as that person no. when people okay. are different. I got you. Bird be saying some wild stuff. So, I, like, <laughs> that's how I know you don't be listening to us. Cause I'm new to this. I know. But Bird be saying some wild stuff, and I'm just like, ugh. Mm, mm. Yeah, take the good with the bad, man. Listen. Like, I just be like, Lord, have mercy. Like, Lord, like. I feel like I feel like I feel like y'all really have to go out and like explain me to people like in certain situations be like listen bird is he's going to be loud he's going to be like this but he's a really good guy at the core of it like, yeah like like y'all like I know on the podcast he be saying some wild stuff but like deep down like <laughs> like birds never like he's gonna make sure you're all right he's a good friend like but God oh my gosh like because I, mm. I mean like look at look at how like cancel culture and stuff like that is working now you know what i'm saying like i mean i'm not somebody that's big enough to be canceled but they didn't but, but they didn't know. cancel um they didn't cancel the baby for hanging out with what's his name the one that shot Meg. yeah they ain't cancel that they kept him for what he said so like okay so the thing about the things he said so he out there on the rolling loud stage mm-hmm. he didn't said uh okay Okay, <laughs> let's just ask the hard question. So he made three statements. He said, put your cell phones in the air. If you ain't got AIDS, I'm going to die in two weeks. He said, put your cell phones in the air. If your pussy tastes like water, smell like water, whoop whoop He said, put your cell phones in the air. If you want to suck a dick in the parking lot. Yeah, Those are the three statements he made, right? Those three statements. April, do you feel like anything he said was wrong? <laughs> I just do feel- you, April, take offense to what he said? I'm gonna say to me, April, I don't care what the baby talking about for real. I'm gonna be honest, I don't care. But at the same time, it's like I'm also not upset that people are trying, like trying to get about it there. Like you shouldn't have said what you said. And let me say, well, I'll wait. I'll wait. We coming around. Okay, we'll come. You back gonna around. have your chance. Do nah. Don't get the feeling about nothing he said. So, do you feel like anything he said was wrong? Nah, I don't. I don't either. Well, he just didn't have to say it. Like, it's just so many things you could have said. What city were they in? California, I think. Rolling Loud? No. Well, that Chicago? was in Miami. Oh, it was Miami. Miami, make some noise. If you got $20 in your pocket, <laughs> put, put your, your phone up. up. <laughs> like, so many things you could have said, but if you got HIV, I'm AIDS, fella say man, look, the world, the world is so backwards now, though. It's like you can get someone, you can get someone on stage to say someone that's, what I can say gay, but someone that's gay, uh-huh. and they can say whatever they want because it's them expressing themselves, or they just saying how they feel, or you know, they just say what what they want. You be like, okay, that's just them being them. But if a straight person said it's like you like. Oh, he homophobic or stuff like that. It's really just a person just being who they are. You know what I'm saying? We we can't let some one person be who they are and the next person like, no, nah, you can't say that. How is he being who he is saying that? He, like, it, shout he out who you ignorant. are. Shout out to you if you hmm. if what is it that if 
You got AIDS and you're going to die in two weeks. I, now, I'm sorry. I know I'm laughing. I'm sorry. There wasn't a laugh at like, the Because some people are born with AIDS. Yeah. yeah. So, but. but Imagine you paid all that money to go to that concert and you like. <laughs> I'm going to die in two weeks. I just. I just. for y'all that can't see it. April had a phone up here, and she said, "Imagine she said it," and she slowly pulled her phone down. Like, like I didn't think of all things I'd be attacking this. Like, I just, I just came here for good music, and because I was born with something, I was not born with HIV AIDS. Let me, let me put that out there. Like, who you been talking to? How you know? Yeah. God, Kelly, was that you? Yeah. Like, like, but I just. I don't know. It's, and here's my thing, though, about it. If we're going to go into it. People were saying, like, oh, you know, freedom of speech. Baby should be able to say what he want to say. He did. Mm-hmm. I think he does have that right. But I think that companies that endorse him also have the right to say, hey, we stand behind what you're saying. Or, oh, no, we don't like your views on this. You got to go. Like, I think both parties have that right to. Let me tell you my. I'm going to use the term issue. Okay. Uh, let me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it out some from this specific instance, mm-hmm. and just more so talk about like what people talk about the gay agenda. Mm-hmm. It is the marketing of the gay agenda that really bothers me. I don't think people are taking a lot of paying enough attention to. It. It's like people who aren't offended or who aren't who don't have anything to do with it are feeling as though they must speak out and say something for the gay community in their defense at all times Mm -hmm. to prove that they are an ally in their situation. And what it does, it it creates this fever pitch kind of power situation to where every, like absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. And that's the thing that that's bothersome to me because now it's like people scared to speak out or speak, not, not speak out or against People are afraid to defend their own personal opinions when it comes to things that the gay community or the gay agenda or whatever does because that some of those things do infiltrate or bleed over into just everyday society. So now you have this almost pent up kind of resentment and you can't even express your discontent or I could put like this. They're not the same, but as soon as Black Lives Matter popped up, all lives matter, all lives matter. And people had no problem at all discussing their difference of opinion when it comes to Black Lives Matter. There was nothing mm-hmm. no anybody could really do. Yeah. But people are in a situation now that they can't even express their difference of opinion. Yeah. You're, of, you're right about that. About things gay. You're right about it. Because I feel like nowadays, if like, let's say, if you see Jay, if you see Jay-Z, he leaving a party and there's a, something happen with the gay community and stuff like that and a reporter be like so how do you feel about what happened with the uh, this whole gay community and all that stuff that went on and he'd be like i don't want to talk about that he's gonna get backlash from just from saying i don't want to talk about it they're gonna be like oh he's against it and all this nowadays people don't want to they don't want to express themselves because they they, you cannot say nothing and still get in trouble right but let's go back can you can you repeat what the baby said because like there's a difference between like Okay. Well, well, well. No, I'm not defending what the baby said. Like, yeah. Like we all agree that whatever. Like once Boosie get behind you, it's so weird. Yeah, it, just, it don't bother me. But I'm more so talking about the response 
And so also the response of like people like not even Elton John, but like Quest Love, Madonna, all these other people, like they get full fledged like dissertations to to the baby and all this whoop de whoop support and everybody just almost dogpiling on him. And I don't think it's from a place of true intent. I don't think people are the people that are speaking against him really mean what they say they're they just more trying to keep they trying to keep their people and exactly push say like hey guys i'm on y'all side look i'm hitting this man too and but, i'm gonna drop a new clone line so make sure y'all go you know i'm with y'all exactly <laughs> i said the way that they jumped and tried to be against the baby is the way that the baby should have dropped that apology that he tried to drop <laughs> that i read that i was like oh that second what? one oh that shit was gold this, I didn't read the second one. No, the second one's like the really well worded one that there's no way that he wrote that one. Oh, okay. Then that's probably the second Because he one. had a first, he had an earlier one. Oh, when he was laying in bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, look, now, this is Bird's personal opinion, mm-hmm. right? I feel like the baby made one or two crucial mistakes mm-hmm. in this situation. The apology was a mistake and the double down was a mistake. Yeah. What he should have did was absolutely nothing. I do not believe at all that this would create this would have because cre- I almost want to say you kind of created more of a situation behind it. Like when it first started and he tried to push back on his own and double down. That is like because now what it is, it pins you in this position. It pins you, your, your position, your thoughts, mm-hmm. your feelings. And you came back out of that. Yeah. Like I want to say like this, the people that I'm going to use the term quote unquote support. Or that are on that side of the argument, hey, you can't back out of that. Like we with you. Like fucking, you ain't say nothing wrong. Stand behind that. I'm gonna ride with you. That's just like Chick. This is like Chick Fil A with the whole we don't promote uh gay, gay. people in their community. And then yeah. one thing you can't you can't take from Chick Fil A, you gotta respect them is that they stood by what they said. Like, look, if you finna stop eating with us, cool. Ooh. You feel me? We still finna get this bread. We finna do what we do, and, the, and we then, ain't changing nothing. And behind that, the thing that came behind that. The strong Southern Christians fuck with Chick Fil A heavy, heavy, hard, hard. I'm talking about profit went up, up, <laughs> and, and they closed on Sunday. <laughs> but the worst thing Chick Fil A could have did was the backup off that stance. Cause now the Southern Christians would have been like, "The fuck is up? Like you, like we thought we was riding with you. We thought you was whatever, but you folded to the money. So now that's kind of like how I'm not gonna say the baby supporters, but that's a side of it is like when the baby did the apology situation it's like come on bro like but then it was insincere like you could tell like this was just a like i see that people are trying to get me up out of here with these different events and i'm losing out financially so let me go ahead and apologize if you like one thing y'all boosie his music yes but Boosie, he get on my nerves. But at the one thing he not going to do is back down from a stance. If he says something, he going to stand 10 toes mm-hmm. down behind it. You and saw his video? Yeah, I saw his video. And... What he said is true, though. Yeah. I just... What are you talking about? Pushing the agenda? No, he was saying that in 10 years, it's going to be a crown to be straight. And we pushing all I this on... I didn't see his video. Oh, okay. It's like, he was like pushing out. We pushing all this stuff on kids and like, just let kids be kids. You trying to make them form into something they're probably not and you just forcing it on them. Like, mm-hmm. in the, like at the end of the 10 years, it's going to be like a kid going to be scared to be straight. Like, he going to have to say, oh, I'm going to try this too, man, because 
That's what everybody say. I supposed man, to man. Did y'all see? And I don't know how true. I just saw my friend tweet about it where he said that at the hospital they're talking about uh, taking the gender off of yes. the birth certificate. Excuse me. The f- like I make your choice. Yeah, motherfucker, no, I got other right there. No, and this the thing. <laughs> This but when I'm born, but when you're born, like you're born with either this part or that part, you know what I'm saying? But like, and here's my thing. I want people to be them, express yourself, do you? Cause I'm like, I really don't care. Like mm. if you're a good person, I'm a fool with you. If not, I don't, it's not about any of that. Yeah. But when a baby is born, like people say like a lot of times, like let kids make a choice, da, 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 da. but when the baby born, the baby can't even talk. That can't even tell you, hey, I'm hungry. Let me but you want me to tell you, you want to sit here and not put a gender on the birth certificate? Let me tell you why I'm utterly against that. And that is so agenda driven. It is like really stupid to me. Is because as a parent, you make every decision for that child until you trust them to make their own. Like think about how ridiculous it sounds that you're out here. You're, you, you're, making, a, you're making a choice for them. Just by saying that, hey, you're not going to make a choice. Yeah. Like, that is a choice in itself. Now you're putting your child in a situation to where, yeah, he may be like kindergarten, whatever, make it up to kindergarten, may not be an issue. Now he in second grade having these, I'm going to use the term confusing because it's going to be confusing because you may have put a thought in his head. Or I did, like, so for example, let's say you have a little boy, mm-hmm. born a boy, and you got him this pink chair that you just thought was like, all right, whatever, it's just a pink chair, whoop de whoop. Now he gets to school amongst other boys. They're picking at him because, like, hey, you had fucking around this soft ass pink. He doesn't understand. Like, like, what are you even talking about? Man, you got a whole school shooting. Look, and like, so you're 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 not even you're more so trying to further. I feel like you're more so trying to further your agenda than actually protecting your child mm-hmm. because I feel like you have to almost be on just be on a. I'm gonna use the term. I don't want to use the term normal, but you had to be on a certain standard. Just for, you know, a little while until, like, hey, you start seeing the signs and you start opening up. They start understanding more. But up until then, it's like you're only doing your child a disservice. So that's the thing that blows me. I saw that thing, too, about taking the gender off the, like, blows my mind. I just want people, like, here's my thing. I'm openly straight. And you can be openly gay. But two can exist at the same time. I I don't feel like I try to push my straight agenda on anybody. And I wouldn't, you know, push anything else. I think that people are allowed to, like, I mean, I don't have any kids, but, like, I think people are allowed to raise their children or, or in families the way that they desire to do so within their household. Um, there, It's just so many things where I just feel like y'all be too far in people's business. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. if I want to... like the world got to comply with what you got going on in your home. Right. Like, you got to... First of all, let me tell you something. Don't have kids, but if I have a kid, and my I have a son, and my son turned out to be gay. I'm gonna let my son know this is what you're gonna, this is what you're gonna face in the world. Mm-hmm. This is what people like. I can accept you, but I'm letting you know the whole world is not gonna accept you. Mm-hmm. Most people giving their kids these false agendas, saying this is gonna happen, it's gonna work out for you, and nothing's gonna happen to you when it's not. Yeah. You got to tell them what's really going, what's yeah, really going to go on. You get know what I'm saying? Because back in the day, back in the day, parents was telling their kids, don't talk to them white people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't do this. Don't do that because at the end of the day, we, we was not coexist. If you see someone coming, keep your head down, keep straight. Mm-hmm. Like you know. they they prepared you for what's going to happen because they prepared you for the real world. Yes. Like they didn't they didn't 
give you this idea of this utopia that they just created in their mind. They gave you the like the real world of how, how it was going to be. Like, you know, our parents did the same thing to us. Like, like I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing that my parents definitely told me. Like, when you go in the store, no matter if you want to buy or not, don't open it inside the store. Ooh. Yes. People be opening stuff in the store. I be like, like exactly. You okay? And that's just a small. <laughs> like you bold, right? Exactly. <laughs> and like, and that was just a small, like, just that drop yes. created a cycle of thoughts. But like, and then even just as you know, being black, like, I don't know if other people experience this, but like, even when I'm leaving the store and I know I ain't stole nothing, I still feel like. I'm being, I walk out being like, watched. Please don't let this beep because like, Man. like, cause I've seen, I've been okay. So we're Huntsville store H and M. No, I didn't steal nothing. H and M, right? I will literally see other people. I will not walk through those little sensors with mm. other people because I just mm-hmm. want you to know when that goes off. Because the, the thing about it, I've literally seen where like black people and white people have walked through the sensors at the same time, it's and they'll the stop the black person. I'm like, yeah, no, wait a minute, they got a bag. And like y'all could have just not wiped or took something off of one of the pieces of clothes, but the fact that they felt comfortable enough to just keep walking, right? It's not even me. Like that, that gets into my head a little bit. Like, dang. Don't put like overall. Don't push your agenda on someone else. Like, I I cannot Man, stand that. Speaking I, of agendas, like y'all, I don't. Even, I really didn't want to touch on this, but this vaccine talk. Mm-hmm. And everybody trying to push their like separate agendas on people, bruh. Please help. I I'm listening to another podcast and like it's one two. It's four guys and it's funny because all all of them are like different levels of like you know situations with COVID. Like one had COVID, one is is anti-vax, like he didn't get no vaccine. One is vaccinated. And I can't forget what the other one is, but it's just like their perspective on things is like so well. All right, so I'm half vexed. I get my second one Saturday. Uh, y'all, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second time you said that, and I do not believe you. Like, it's y'all, y'all see the way he says it is so like. I didn't know we was gonna have this vaccine talk <laughs> or this vaccinated talk, so I just gonna I'm just gonna say I am for now. For anybody that wants to hire me, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> Where your car at? In the car. Let's say where your papers. Um, yeah, I got them. By doctor, whatever. Yeah. And that's how you know you got them. There's no doctor name. There's no doctor name, whatever. No. You know, I've never looked at this shit. Mine says Kroger. Like. See, you got to go to the hospital and get it. Mm. See, they probably got you with water. See, you never know. <laughs> you got purified in you. <laughs> you know, with hey, Jesus. Hey, look, you may not be vaccinated, but you're hydrated. I'm telling you. No, I'm vaccinated. I um I got it back in like what March. I think I kind of talked about it a little bit on here, but yeah. I, here's my thing. Okay, I am vaccinated. I do not push the fact that I'm vaccinated. Other people, I don't go around like it's not necessarily something I go around and like promote per se. Like mm-hmm. I got the vaccination. People are like or got the vaccine. People are like why? To be honest, I got an email at work that said here's when your appointment was, and I just said. Okay, yeah. I have older people in my family, um, and it just was like I knew like it was it would settle them for me to get it, mm-hmm. and I just was like okay, whatever. I wasn't gonna go into deep research, whatever. Even though the deep research that I feel like a lot of people be doing be on Twitter and Instagram, yeah. like <laughs> like cite your sources, but 
Twitter, me, and let me Instagram. go change Wikipedia right now about vaccinations. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Like I just so there's that, but I decided to get it just based off of hey, like if if this if this will get us out of here, I'm so sick of being in this like weird pandemic state. Mm-hmm. Like if it'll help, okay. But I think what's been frustrating for me is just I don't know why just recently, like the unvaccinated people who choose not to get the vaccine. That's fine. I know people who are close to me who who chose not to get it, but you wouldn't know. And it's not even like I don't necessarily ask people like you vaccinated or not because I'm just like it was a choice I made to get it. I like I'm not about to, about to make that choice for you. But then there's people like on the internet like explaining themselves as to why they didn't get vaccinated, and like nobody ever has like real sources. Mm-hmm. Like Miss Ma'am, Mister Sir. Mm-hmm. Now, at, at first, I could understand, like, the hesitation yeah. for blacks. Like, and then I'm talking when they, when they were first rolling out their ass, I, w- I was like, listen, I'm not going to be a guinea pig with this shit. We saw how this shit happened in Tuskegee. Like, mm-hmm. we gonna, I'm going to slide on that one. But at, at this point, at this state, especially, like, the understanding that. So, for me, one thing that really got me on board with it was the Delta variant. It was like, hey, this bitch ain't playing. Like, she coming out here like really putting up numbers like she getting buckets mm-hmm. so it's like hey man this isn't the game you know and it, you may not want to take it seriously but you don't want to catch that shit or you don't want to have a brush with that shit and you ain't as healthy as you think you are I just want to let y'all know I'm vaccinated and <laughs> <laughs> even before I told them I was vaccinated Barrett told me don't touch nothing <laughs> I, I, ain't tr- I ain't trust him, man. I ain't trust him. Listen, it's the way he says it. But, like, it's, it's okay. What's been frustrating for me, like I said, is all the people on the internet going back and forth about them being unvaccinated. Like, it's very much giving, like, I'm vegan, I don't eat meat. Like, and you have to scream to the world. Like, nobody cares. Shout out to you. But I'm going to eat this chicken, turkey sausage, whatever, when I get home. And, um,. It, it's the like I read somewhere where somebody was saying that the Delta variant like is more susceptible to people who have the vaccine than other people, according to the CDC. Now, here's the thing. When people say stuff like that, you know where I'm going to go Google. to the CDC website yeah. and go look and see what they're saying. I'm looking for that information. I don't see it. So are you like when it comes to stuff like that? Like we can hee hee ha ha about, you know, who said what about who on Twitter and Instagram, blah, blah, blah. But when it comes to like health things, mm. I feel like there's a sense of like, I want to go and do some real like research, like, research uh, per se. Reputable and, sites. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. When I think about, okay, where am I getting this information? Could I cite this in a paper I write for college? I mm. don't know. Like I literally was like, I Googled today. Can you cite Twitter in a, in a paper? And you, you can. <laughs> As a website, like they showed you how to, but it's not really a reputable source because I can get out there and say anything. Remember, right. black people were supposed to have superpowers back in December. I'm still waiting on the motherfucker. I'm telling so, you. like, maybe this vaccine stopped it. That's it, what the that's what the wow. fucking oh full circle. That's why wow. they want us. That's why that shit free because they know niggas ain't gonna pay for it. But like, <laughs> but people are paying five hundred dollars for fake vaccine card because y'all saw um. <laughs> On one of them sites, the Shade Room or whatever, they posted that in New York, they were going to start requiring uh, proof of vaccination to get into restaurants Mm -hmm. and um, workouts, like gyms, gyms, whatever, fitness centers. That's cool. 
But my thing was, people were like, well, if they're about to do all that, I'm about to just cook it home. Um, That's exactly what they're asking for. You're giving them exactly They're literally <laughs> saying that if you're not vaccinated, just stay home. Like, it's cool. No problem. They're like, and y'all don't see that they're forcing the vaccination on us? No, ma'am. You just can't go to Red Robins and you can't go to Planet like, Fitness. I don't feel like they're going to last long, though. They're going to lose a lot of money. Shit. They have as much money as they lost for a lockdown. I'm, but they still going to lose a lot of money. Because no. you got to... I don't know. I feel like it's I feel like it's neck and neck with people that's vaccinated and people that's not vaccinated. Oh, some people, oh, some no, people that, no some people that's vaccinated. The state of Alabama mm-hmm. is dead last of vaccinated mm-hmm. people. And if you if you gotta pay attention to like, let me tell you, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be dead. That's how I'm vaccinated. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama Republicans, I want y'all to like listen to like their little um. Town halls or whatever, these their meetings or whatever. Oh my god, these people are fucking insane. Like they still talking about Trump. They are like willing to like pull out guns about like they're like if somebody coming here trying to vaccinate me, I got some form on the other side of this twelve gauge. And like <laughs> and that's like the stance. And they're like it's, it's almost like a clam, you know? I was like yeah. <laughs> and I like I watched their like a video today about it, and it's just like. They are so like dead set on not. They believe it's a hoax. I don't understand that. They believe it's fake. They don't. They believe it's government overreach. Like everything except for a situation of public health. And the crazy thing about it is, like, I remember when we first like they start first started lifting the lifting the mask mandate around Alabama, and I went to one of my uh, this liquor store. Now, I'm, if if I ain't promised that I was gonna bring something to somebody's house. I probably would have left, but I felt like I heard them. I came in with my mask on because I don't care if the the mandates lifted. Like I don't know right. y'all, and just y'all, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm selective about my mask. Like certain places, I'm gonna put my mask on. I'm sitting here right now. I don't have my mask on, but like if I go to the grocery store, I got it on because mm-hmm. just out of habit. I don't I'm even so, care now. I'm selective too. Like you feel me? I wear it when I'm at work, but when I go to the gym. I'm not gonna wear no mask. You think I'm gonna yeah. die in here? Exactly. <laughs> So like it's the whites. Whatever the whites at. This one mask at. <laughs> so I went to this store and like I felt like they made a comment about me wearing a mask and I was like, but what is my mask doing to you? Cause what it is is like your mask is a visual representation of that you don't think the way they think. You're not supporting their anti I don't now that's nothing. I do not understand how you are anti vax and anti mask. It's like you are a minister society. That is exactly what you are, because you, just because you don't care about your well-being doesn't mean that I need you to be reckless with mine or my parents. Like, because oh, both my parents are still alive. You know, thank the Lord. If I was to find out a motherfucker being careless and gave one of them COVID, beat them, beat them motherfucker ass. Yes, like that was a. I told you that's a lot of reason why I ended up getting the vaccine because it was just my family was just very much like. Yeah, when that comes around, like I remember, like trying to help them schedule appointments and stuff like that. So when my appointment came at work, um, I just kind of went and like. So I know one thing I saw was that you know they're trying to push it on black people. I don't work for a black company, and they sent out emails and had all like it wasn't many of us that was in there getting vaccinated. Like I, I just like that whole thing too is kind of weird to me. Now I will say 
sometimes I look at stuff that gets pushed out and I'm like, see, this is why we won't take it because like, why do you have um, vax that thing up like that? If I wasn't <laughs> no, did already, you see the one for Arkansas? Funny. Oh, where the <laughs> entrepreneur, <laughs> bruh. No, look, I'm gonna see if I can find that shit. Go ahead, y'all. Like, there are certain things. I got a mailer at my house where it was like all black people, and it was like you know talking about the vaccination. I don't necessarily live in like a black neighborhood. So I thought that was weird. And I was like, did everybody get this mailer or is it just me? I can get sometimes where people feel like it's being pushed on black people, but also like I've seen like where, like where I got my vaccination, like it wasn't a, like this wasn't through like trying to get black people. Cause there ain't really that many black people there. Let me tell you something. I love COVID for the sense of, it give us six feet apart. I don't like being in big crowds. Nobody's gonna be close yes. to me. I love it. You feel me? I you know I hate the bad part about it, but as in like no big crowds, I can walk around. No one gonna touch me. Now let me tell you, that, that is, is great. I noticed that in post today. That is the one thing COVID related that everybody has adopted. When you get in line at the checkout, you will always have six feet between you and the person behind you and in front of you. I don't know why out of all things, that's the thing that stuck. But when it comes to lines, it'd be the same thing at Chipotle. be the same. Like, every line you stand in, it's going to be a good cushion between you and the next person. I'm glad that some people have learned because I know one day I was at Publix. This man did not have his mask, nor was he trying to stand six feet. So, he was behind me in the line, right? So, I just was in there. I think I just went up there to get some wine or something. The man, no, he was getting wine. I feel like I might have been getting food. It doesn't matter. That's not part of the story. So. <laughs> Is he the liquor wine? <laughs> <laughs> First, you going to the liquor store now? Yeah, why? <laughs> do, we, do we need to talk? <laughs> need to, hey, y'all, and she just took a drink of some wine. Right. <laughs> some this is going to turn into an intervention. Guys. Listen, the I was. really the, got her stressed out. Listen, <laughs> I was at the store, okay? And this man did not have his mask on. You could, I think he was drunk. I could kind of tell, like, some, he wasn't all the way there. But he kept walking up on me, and I like so. I would keep so one thing I try to do is like if somebody get too close to me, I put the cart behind me uh-huh. and get in front of the cart. Like, hey, I'm trying to keep my six feet, and he'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't have my mask. So he tried to like put his shirt over his face. I'm like, it's cool, bro. Like, but then he kept trying to get close, and I was like, hey, I'm trying to move forward. Every time I step forward, he would step forward with me, mm, and I'd be like, worse. excuse me, sir. I was like, I'm trying to keep my six feet. He was, oh, oh, my bad. Like, I'm, I'm petty, it was, though. it <laughs> was cough, I'd be like COVID. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you. Like, people were so ready to take these masks off. And anytime somebody coughs, I will look at them. Like, I know I just coughed a little bit, but a little bit looking got in my throat. But, like, I will literally look at you like, you, excuse me, explain yourself. Right. Like, what is that? <laughs> like, you can't cough. You can't cough in public no people, more. People be talking about, it like, it's the middle of the summer. It ain't even cold or flu season. Exactly. Like, I be I like, that cough is got out allergies. of place. That cough is out of place. People be like, oh, I don't feel well. What's wrong? You got, you got COVID? Can you taste? Can you smell? People, and they're like, what gets me? People are like, no, I ain't got no COVID. How you know? How you know? Because I can taste and smell. Look, that's, <laughs> no, but let me go back to this vaccine. Let me tell you something that is like like misunderstanding, misconceptions. The thing that blows me. I know people, where you're going. When people talk about this vaccine, is like taking a vaccine does not mean you won't get COVID. That Bruh. is not what the fuck. It is all about the mortality rate. That is, hey, you're going to have a headache you're not going to be in the hospital. That is what it does. That's People what like, it does. It doesn't prevent COVID. Duh. Like you, when you take the flu shot, same thing. You can get a flu shot every year and you can guess what? You can still you get, get the, the flu. flu. Like, Boss. I don't understand. Have Have you never, like, I just feel like there's so much, so many people talking 
And like, I don't know a lot about it and I'm not in the medical field, but there's so many people giving their opinions and like are standing 10 toes behind it. And I'm like, girl, sir. It's just a simple deductive reasoning. Like literally, if you just take a step back and just think about what information, like not what side, just the information and just process the information that's being given. It's like, hey, problem. We're in a pandemic. There's a deadly virus out here. All right, boom. They're offering this solution that it doesn't cure, but it makes sure you doesn't you don't go to the hospital because the hospitalization situation what causes lockdown, people dying, whatever. To me, all this other stuff around it, whatever, it's just fluff. These are just the 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 variables that you define. And I don't know if it's different in Alabama because I didn't grow up here. But um, I remember growing up that there were required vaccines that you got to get, like the chicken pox and stuff like that. And oh, people, no. are, we, well, I was yeah. I was before chicken pox vaccine. So what was it like the uh, tuberculosis? Yeah, and, uh, polio. Either way, uh, certain vaccines that you just were required to get before you went into school. Public school, yeah. So like now people are like, Alabama. they're like people are forcing this vaccine. I'm like, have you never been to school before? Right. Did you like? Did y'all not have to get those vaccines? Like even before I came to A and M, there were a list of certain things mm-hmm. that you were supposed to like be vaccinated. To get out of there, though. It is. You know what? Just, you know, religion so i'm saying that's what i'm saying so, I, yeah, I, yeah. so yeah, some I, people I, have not have gotten in have ever got a man but let me tell you you, get, you got them uh, they join the military they're gonna get that regardless right let the, think about it, you got scurvy or whatever fuck like you in the damn 20th century <laughs> <laughs> and you out here got a smallpox smallpox <laughs> and shit like excuse that's me my, that, my thing is my problem is behind that is people are acting like a lot of this stuff is new like you've never seen mandatory vaccines per se. Mm-hmm. This ain't new, right? And like we're in the middle of a pandemic. They're like, there's not enough research. It's a new, like literally. <laughs> People be saying like, they're injecting you with with COVID. They're injecting you with the. <sighs> Obviously, like nobody paid attention during like science class, bruh. <laughs> like, do you know what vaccines are? Like, like that is what it is like literally <laughs> there is a um netflix has this like explained series I love explained. and like they actually explain this stuff because like some of the stuff i'm like yes silly like that's exactly what it is like when that's you get the flu shot like it's the flu Great like animal. i don't yeah. understand like what the confusion is so like i get it some people are just very like i just hate when people are loud and you sound silly you know what I'm saying? And then, like, the problem is with a lot of this is that, like, with the social media and the platforms that we're unintentionally sometimes put onto, mm-hmm. you say something and then somebody else gets to thinking, like, well, dang, why should I get the vaccine right. or why shouldn't I or blah, blah, blah. These and it's influence. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like somebody's talking out the side of their neck and don't know nothing about it. Like I said, Mr. Sir, Miss Ma'am, you have a degree in math. I don't <laughs> care what you have to say. About with this vaccine, like Mr. you, sir, Miss Ma'am, we don't care about your thoughts on the vaccine, the baby and Boosie. We really don't give care about your thoughts on the gays. But I do want to ask y'all y'all thoughts on Simone Biles and the Olympics, yes, and her situation. So for y'all that don't know, the very few of you who may not know, I'm code this real quick. Uh, Simone Biles uh, was uh, the Touted big dog going into the Olympics. You know she, you know she, 
she went she went crazy in Rio when done with all the medals or whatever. She gets in we're in the team part of the team because um, it's team and then it's individuals. So I think the second day of teams, she pulls out you know stating you know her mental wellness or whatever, and she can't you know focus or whatever, and she pulled out of the event, you know. And, you know, sometimes passed. She was out some portion of the individuals, and she came back and did the, I think she did the beam for the individuals a couple of days later. Uh, America won silver in teams. And I can't recall what she did in individuals. But so, um, what are your feelings, your thoughts of her let's let's take it you know first what what are your thoughts about her removing herself from the team um events uh citing mental health i feel like that was big of her i feel like that we choose the people that they can claim mental health and i feel like that's you know that's wrong like some people can be like oh it's a mental health issue then people be like okay it's cool so for example Cigar with the weed and stuff like that, bashing her. Like you knew you had to do this stuff like that, but now you got people coming out saying, "Oh yeah, I do uh, do marijuana stuff like that." Everybody's like, "Oh, that's bigger than coming out and saying all this stuff." Like, like it don't make sense. Like you only let certain people do stuff, and then if she says she don't want to compete, oh, she abandoned her team and stuff like that. She can't help how she feeling that day. Like you can't help if you sick today and you well tomorrow. Like you know how when you was a kid, your parents was like. Uh, we go home. You got yeah, school. Yeah, we go yeah, home. Yeah. Don't play the game because you're too yeah. sick. Come on, I can be. Yeah, I can be well when I go. Home. <laughs> if you're too sick to go to school, you're too sick to play the game. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't feel like she did anything wrong. I feel like she did what she could do, and she don't have nothing to prove about it. <laughs> Look at her record. I also feel like ain't nothing wrong with what she did. I think that people are comparing um, pastimes where I feel like people did used to just push through things. And, um, you know, if people were having some type of mental, um, I don't want to say issue, but mental issue going on, the strong thing from the perspective of a lot of people is just to push through. So a lot of people our age and older feel like, she let people down by not just pushing through and, and going towards what she wanted. But I think that, like Marcus said, we, I, I commend her for standing up and saying like, hey, something's wrong. Because at first, when they, at first it was just mental health. And then they, I feel like they went deeper into what it was. And when they started explaining to what it was, I'm like, oh, thank you for not um, pushing through because we going to sit here and be like, there's going to be people mad at you that you didn't compete. But when you get hurt, people going to be like, well, why did you compete? I feel like it's so hard. To, I like, I feel like people don't understand how hard it is to be in the Olympics. Like you train for four years <laughs> for this one, a couple, these couple days to do what you need to do. And you got the world pressure on you. You're representing the United States of America, Australia. You represent all of this stuff. I already know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bird's opinion. Okay, okay. Uh, when you get up on that saddle, you got to ride that horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's callous. It's cold. 
but it's true. Like this, the thing. This is how I'm not even talking about just the. Well, uh, okay, we can talk about the Olympics. I ain't even gonna talk about just competition, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a statement in the NBA is that the best ability is availability. And what they're saying is that you can be the greatest player in the world, but if you get hurt every season, well, you're not the greatest player in the world. You're not helping your team. You're not there. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about a, oh, you know, it's the Olympic stage. The lights are bright. You know, it's all these, you know, all these pressures, whatever. She ain't got nothing to prove to nobody. As far as I'm concerned, where that is your feeling and that's your take on it, you ain't got no business here. If the mental aspect of competition, of sports, is a part of sports. It is a part, especially when we're talking about, and let's not forget, I'm I'm just holding people accountable for what they did. Mm-hmm. Let's not act like leading up to, you know, we're calling her the GOAT. She got the GOAT on the leotard. She like, they asked me, hey, can I be beat? She like, she really? I don't even know. Like, these are things you said. So, you you believe your own hype. So, now that the time comes that, all right, we need you to stand behind or to prove to us you're as great as you say you are, I really don't need to be hearing about these pressures and stuff like that. If you if 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 pressure gets to you, if pressure causes you to, you know, live in your head, which is fine. Like, she ain't got to do nothing. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like people are wrong for also... I'm not going to use the term criticizing, but commenting on her for that. Because what you also did was you put your team at a place of a, of a, at a disadvantaged state. Mm-hmm. So that's like when a player comes to play the championship game, but they know they have an agonizing injury. Mm-hmm. Your best bet is to not show up at all. Let the team know, like, hey, I'm not playing. You need to train up so and so else for Friday, cause but then, I ain't. But one, they take this as an excuse. Like some people just don't see it as like you actually being honest with them. Like they feel like it's an excuse, and then you still get criticized. No, I, well, so for for my level mm-hmm. of criticism, mm-hmm. I look at it differently. From you started, like literally, you did quit. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. For whatever the reason may be, a quit is a quit. You weren't you weren't physically incapable. But wasn't but wasn't hers like medical, like a legitimate medical, and like as in her take medicine and stuff like that? Wasn't it like so, something of that nature? So I did. So now that that may be an asterisk, maybe a caveat. Mm-hmm. So there was statements that she has been taking the ADHD medicine her entire life since she was like six, and the Japan or that Japan or Tokyo, I don't know if it's a city or whatever, but they don't allow her medicine in that area mm-hmm. so if she's like off meds which created this situation cool that's a chemical imbalance that's just like physical yeah but there is kind of statements that the same thing came up in rio in 16 that you know her being on the meds and i don't quite i'm not sure i heard two contrasting things so one saying that she still didn't she still it's against olympic uh, drugging and doping to be on that Medicaid so she was off it while she competed if so that's kind of a watch but if they did make an allowance because she's always been on it yeah. then I do understand like hey you're and I a- think back then it was like an individual saying now everybody just bashing her because it was a team and they feel like she only care about herself 
I mean, I th- I feel like that's a, so, a valid criticism. So in all this, like you said, first we heard mental health and everybody was like, da, 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 had their opinions on it. And then we further went in and started hearing from different like gymnasts and things like that when they started talking about twisties, which I had never heard of the twisties because mm-hmm. I ain't never been a gymnast. But um, I'm reading this article on the Washington Post. It said, imagine flying through the air, springing off a piece of equipment, and as you prepare to flip on one axis while twisting on another, um, it all happens fast, so there's little time to adjust. You rely on muscle memory, trusting that it will work out because with so much practice, it usually does. But then suddenly you're upside down in midair and your brain feels disconnected from your body. Your limbs that usually control how much you spin have stopped listening and you feel lost. You hope all the years you spent in this sport will guide your body to a safe landing position. Now, here's what I'm going to say. There's a lot of different sports, but I feel like gymnastics, when they're up there, they're spinning, they're jumping and spinning up in the air. If she was to land on her head and paralyze her body, because all for the sake of America, because, you know, like I'm a push through, I'm, you know, I'm just going to stand by my team. And even though I don't, I know I don't feel right. And I, I caught myself kind of like just being distant. I'm going to just push through and she would injure herself. People would have been like, well, why would you do that? Why would you jeopardize your whole career? And now she can't walk. Like I'm still walking and I'm sitting here looking at her like, you know, now you can't walk because you did all this. Why wouldn't you stop? My response to that specific question is, that is why you are an Olympian. The reason I say, I'm not saying it in this is like, the reason you have this attention, the reason that we are so in awe, we are so just astonished by you is because what you can do. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you turn and flip in whatever. We watch this. We, we applaud this. We give money and attention because we can't do that. Because right. we see the, the, the amazement in it. Again, I'm still back on the... She doesn't have to have the twisties in order for this to happen. It doesn't have to be like that. The risk in which that she's uh, is just like playing football. Folks go out there and play football, end up in a wheelchair all the time, and that's the risk, the accepted risk when they go out there on the field. But so, if you know you're injured and you go out on the field, I feel like that's a personal responsibility that you took, a, a choice that you made. Like, hey, if I'm injured already, if I already know that this. Um, I don't know. This arm is messed up and like it could like just potentially give I don't know. That's a bad example. But if I already know that something's wrong and I go out on the field, I feel like that's a personal responsibility on me to say something to my coach and be like, Hey, something's not right. So we oh. but, but the same thing, like, okay, that's fine, but like it'd be this literally like what you say is not far off because that, that happens in pro sports. Like Players have, you know, they say they got bruised thighs or whatever. They be out for games, whatever. These same players for these same reasons still get criticized. It still affects Chris Paul. They talk about Chris Paul all the time because it's like one of the first seasons that he finished the entire season. He's always injured. It affects his career. That's It It, it fucks up your trade value. Major and prone. Like, it, exactly. So, it's like it happens. And this like just because you can put words to it, doesn't make you outside of criticism. But if so, I mess up my trade, I'm sorry. If I mess up my trade value, okay, like decide to sit down because I'm injured and I don't want to further injure myself, but I'm able to continue to play the sport. Is that not better than continuing to play even though I know I'm injured and then being permanently injured and not being able to be worth anything anymore and now I've ended my career early? So but being be- out one game instead of being – I mean, you risk the chance of just being out one game and then being out 82 games. Well, if we talk about – Literally, we talk about like the difference in greatness. We'll never know, will we? Because there never was an effort. So you, because there is a certain the idea 
there, there is a, a, a sliver of truth that you can mentally push through. Mm-hmm. You can't, um, what's the girl name that hurt her ankle in 96 in Atlanta? Oh, and came, she came off the thing, landed this shit with, with one you goal. Know, you know what happened the, to her after that? She couldn't do it no more. It was it. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is that the fact that she pushed through, through and did, I mean, nigga, let's be for real. Olympus every four years. We're not, we're not even looking for her to really be in the, 2000 Olympics either. So. Well, but I'm just saying, generally, like, she could have. Like, you know, Michael Phelps, back to back to back to back, stuff like that, but she could have, but after she did that stunt, which was amazing, because I seen the video come yeah, back. Yeah. That was amazing, but after she messed, that was, her, that was her career. Like, you get all that money, but so long after you know value to them people, you're losing that. That's it. So, but the thing is, like, so, well, also in this situation, I don't think there's pretty, there's really much certainty that she would have come back Anyway, because this is her second one, mm-hmm. so she she did she ran it up in sixteen. This is twenty. Nobody's really thinking that she's gonna be in twenty four. That's like a seriously long stretch for a gymnast. So this is like her, you know, her uh, farewell tour anyway. So when do we? So then when do we as people that are not in the Olympics realize they're human just like us? I don't. No, no, you're not. That you're human. You're fucking you're not human. Just like let you have. T- you have good say, days. You have t- bad days. Let me tell you why you're not. Let me tell you why oh. you're not. Let you, you you know why you're not. Because as an Olympian, you are a human three years and 360 days of, of, of that, of that what you call it. Mm-hmm. But for this two weeks, week and a half, two weeks, I need you to be an Olympian. The same way, oh, football players, you definitely are more than an athlete. You 100% are. But on Sunday, I need you to be a football player. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's, the, that's, the, uh, that's the unsaid agreement amongst each other. That's why we like, hey. When it comes to like people taking protests or whatever, whoop de whoop, I don't give a shit about none of that. Like when it comes to football, I don't give a shit about none of that. Mm-hmm. But your value is to how you throw this ball, catch the ball, run the ball. Because you've made a career. Your career is in this talent. So it's not wrong for people to hold you to what the description of the job is. You get cause put like this, you got you got paid handsomely mm-hmm. to be an Olympian. In these industries put money into you. She was on every commercial, every single commercial about the Olympics. So it is not wrong for people to ask you to be an Olympian. For you that, and I'm not even saying do well. I'm just saying finish competing. Well, some people just get criticized, for example, like LeBron. So you can be in a situation where he going down, just like three seconds left on the clock. He get triple team, he pass ball. Oh, you supposed to be the GOAT while you pass ball. Okay, next year come. He get triple team, he take the shot and they lose the game. That is not good ball IQ. Like, why you ain't pass the ball out? Like, in some situations, you, you know just can't win. <laughs> but you know it's a different criticism? It's like 10 seconds left and LeBron's not even in the game. That's the difference. I, For me, my criticism, it is a lot better for you to take that shot and miss than if you did not be in there at all. If you're not in there at all, I'm like, are you serious? And then to turn around and tell me you to go? I'm just being, I, I feel like I'm just being fair about it. He is a goat, though. But, yeah. Oh, hell, yeah. <laughs> anyway, goat. man. What the fuck are you talking about? LeBron the goat. See, that's why you can't have business in your house, man. Anyway, man, we about to get up out of here, man. Um, oh, uh, Before we do our farewells, I want to say RIP to um, Fetty Wap's daughter. Um, she passed away at five from a heart condition, correct? Yeah. And you said Tony Baker's son mm-hmm. passed away. Was it car accident? No. Yeah, something like that. Car accident, yeah. So, you know, so y'all make sure you, you hug your loved ones, even the ones you like. Just tell them you love them. 
And make sure people tell you that they love you too. Uh, also, we got this thing called fuck yous. So, you know how you give shout outs, there's fuck yous at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to, you know what? Oh. I got a good one then. Bet. <laughs> April, April doesn't cuss in public and she doesn't put the black card in her bio. So, I got you. she can go first. Skip. Oh, you go ahead. Well, you know, I just want to say fuck you to everyone that doesn't think I'm vaccinated because I am. (laughs) (laughs) You see how people people come to your house and disrespect you? (laughs) Not towards you. I'm just saying, you know, part of listeners probably don't believe that I'm vaccinated, but you know, like I said, fuck you. I am vaccinated. You know. I actually think I do kind of have one. I'm not going to oh, say Lordy, it with you. But to the little girl that rear-ended in my car. Oh, yeah. And then, like, when I pulled over, she sped off. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> <laughs> like, I believe, I truly believe, like, you going to, I, there was no damage, but you going to get yours. Gotcha. Um, my fuck you is to uh, white TikTokers. Because, boy, y'all. Christopher Columbus birthed a lot of sons. Oh, they stealing everything. I saw one where this dude had a viral TikTok from reading somebody's viral tweet. What? This black woman had this viral tweet. Oh, I saw that. You saw yeah, that? I tweet? saw that. that was I was crazy. just like, y'all know no bounds. Like, y'all will steal anything. But anyway, man, so. Marge, you want to tell them how they can catch you on social medias and whatnot? Y'all can follow me at K-O-B-D underscore Marcus on Instagram and TikTok. Trying to be TikTok fans right here, y'all. I'm doing a little something. I went viral two days ago. We ain't gonna talk about that. Until the whites find you. <laughs> y'all didn't take my stuff and I'm gonna be messed up. <laughs> we'll be the end of that. But yeah, y'all, it's K-O-B-D underscore Marcus. You can follow me on Instagram and um, TikTok. Do you have a name for the podcast that y'all working on? Podcast coming soon with me and my co- um, co-host Afton. It's Because I'm Grown. So grown. it's gonna be a lot of stuff said, and you know we don't care about the backlash because at the end of the day I'm grown. I can say what I want to say. I pay my own bills. I do everything for myself. <laughs> if you don't take care of me or send me money, your opinion does not matter. I'm sorry. Cool, hey, bro. How can they find you? Um, you can find me in these streets. I'm just playing. Um, City girl <laughs> in Miami. I did it. Huh? Seattle. Wow. Um, I don't. Do I usually give my soul? What do I? You give officially adulting. Oh, at officially adulting underscore, or I mean honestly at sincerely April D. Don't forget your social security number. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all know the pod. Uh, you can follow the podcast on um, <laughs> Instagram and Twitter at t h e b l x c k c a r d, and you send in anything you want to send in, but y'all usually don't. Whatever at t h e b l x c k c a r d p o d c a s t at gmail.com. I'm Bird. I'm April D. And I'm Marcus. <laughs> He's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> and this has been another episode of the Black Card Podcast. Thank you for listening, Mama. Sorry for cussing. <laughs>